Does Werewolf by Night finally bring real horror to the MCU? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, werewolves by nights, guys that try, and assorted other things. I'm your host, DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is your other host, Roxy Stryer. Roxy, how are you doing today? What's up? What's up, people? Um, That was just the best. I'm doing good, DJ. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, You just reminded me there. I, I... I need to get one of those soundboards, and then I need to send it to you so you have it, have control of the soundboard. But until then, yeah. we have a soundboard right here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the. That's the... Yeah, because that was a strong way to go. That was the he listen. Was you can't control. You press the buttons. You can't control what comes out. That's how soundboards know. work, right? Ge- genuinely, DJ, I didn't know what was going to come out. Yeah. Genuinely. Listen, it's science. That's, we can't help it. That's the way it is. We don't have the technology, okay? Uh, but here's what the technology we do have. We have the technology to broadcast this show on iTunes, where you can give us five-star reviews, please, and thank you. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, on Spotify, where you an- we answer, we ask you a question. That's what we do. And you answer oh. it. And the question last week was, who is your favorite witch in a movie or TV show? Uh, Flynn Savage said, definitely Thomason from The Vitch. Um, Elaine Baltazar said, Alex Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, and Yeshu Wazalewski says, partial to Rowena from Rowena? Rowena from Supernatural because I watched it so long, but who could really top Scarlet Witch? Those, those are the fans' witch choices. But which witch is which? Which witch is which is is the question of the hour. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that until you just said that, I didn't know that Selena Gomez was a witch in Wizards of Waverly Place? That makes sense. It does track. Is that the name of her character in Wizard, Wizards of Waverly Place is is um, Alex Russo? Russo? Oh, great question. I just assumed because she's the star that that's who we were talking about, but I, I don't know. That. I assumed as I well. That's that. that was my assumption as well. Listen, it was a little after our time, all right? Um, I've seen like... In commercials, mm-hmm. and I feel like that tracks, but actually, she might not be Alex, and she might not be the witch. Yeah. So. Who's to say? Who's to say? We're not, because it is wizards. I don't feel confident. Yeah, it's wizards. The wizards, so. It, can women be wizards or no? I feel like it's the 21st century. Women can be whatever they want to be, is what I want to say. Uh, excellent, excellent comment. Um, also, do you feel confident you know the difference between witch, wizard, and warlock? No, and here's why. Um, because I think it depends on on the story. By the way, Alex Russo is Selena Gomez. Yes, yeah, so we, we, we nailed it. It depends on who writes. It's like when I watch. You, uh, my wife didn't grow up like reading comics like I did, so we'll watch something, and she'll be like, "Wait, is that the way it is in the comics?" And I'll be like, "It de- it depends. It's like sixty years of stuff. It depends on who was writing it at what time." So like, I think like wizards and witches. It's like, is there a hard and fast rule? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either. I also feel like Warlock is just fancy shit. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, like, I don't I know, know that it's actually different. I just feel like Warlock is like, ooh, ooh, ah. Like, it's almost like putting Doctor in front of Wizards. <laughs> I wonder if there's like an abbreviation. I know in Harry Potter, um, the distinction was very gendered in that war, uh, Wizards were dudes and witches were women, which now, knowing what we know about 
JK or JK yeah, Rowling yeah. tracks that that tracks it's like okay yeah I, we maybe we should have seen that coming there anyway none of them warlocks in Harry Potter which is weird because I grew up understanding warlock is the male version of witch and then wizard is like an umbrella term and like wizards because of Gandalf I grew up in a Christian community so like Gandalf cool Harry Potter bad but it's like what <laughs> oh, interesting. Why why one cool, one bad? Because J.R.R. Tolkien was good friends with C.S. Lewis, who wrote Chronicles of Narnia, but is but is in Christian circles better known as a theologian. And while J.R.R. Tolkien is not a theologian, he is very much a Catholic, and that informs a lot of his writing, even though in interviews he's like, No, Gandalf doesn't represent anything. He's just a wizard. Um uh so it all kind of gets lumped in. It, and also like it's not m- especially at the time I was a kid, like the Lord of the Rings movies were just, not everything was a culture war at that point. And so like Lord of the Rings kind of got like grandfathered in because it was from when our parents were kids. But Harry Potter's the new thing that we can be mad about. So that's evil. You know what I mean? This is, and this is on a very reputable website called differencebetween.net. Great, great, great. Um, And this says the term warlock is connoted connoted so i think the connotation of it is yeah 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 so it's connoted to a darker and evil character while wizards are usually regarded as good magic practitioners i had no idea that warlock was evil yeah yeah, that was my understanding as well but i think it's i think that's just because like satanists use it like real honest not like movie satanist but like satanists use the term but warlock. i thought you just said that gandalf was a warlock no he's a wizard so he's good warlock, and harry bad. and harry's also a wizard they that's the thing oh. is they use the term wizard it's just but because because the girls are called witches and some of the spells are in latin <gasps> they're even i don't know it's nonsense it's just like the culture wars now it's not we just whatever we just decide what we're mad about but Ooh, now I'm on facts.net. Great, great, great. Good for them. Looking at dot nets. Uh, <laughs> warlock is rooted from the old English word warloga, which Ooh. means oath breaker. <gasps> Damn. That makes it sound dope, though. That makes wizard it sound is cool. rooted from the Middle English word wizard, which means <laughs> which means wise. It's mm. rooted from the Middle English word wizard, which means yeah. wizard. It's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> but the difference is that this has an S. Mm. Wizard. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Wizardia Leviosa. Done. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, so there you go for, for those at home that were wondering. We, yeah, we're answering official. your questions, the questions you asked us. Um, also, uh, we have a Patreon. If you want more of this show, you want to hear what Roxy and I uh, are not able to fit in each episode, you can check out what we're into. We're going to be talking about House of the Dragon and She-Hulk. Ooh, She-Hulk this week. Um, and Andor and The Patient, which if you're not watching, you really should. Uh, and I'll say to, this to you now, Roxy, and we can unpack it and what we're into. But I watched back-to-back. I watched this week's The Patient and the second episode of Rami where they go to Israel. And it was it was an interesting double feature. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I cannot wait to get your thoughts on Rami when they go to Israel. God like, damn it. I was like, of course this show's doing was, this. <laughs> oh, that episode was, oh my God, I cannot believe that they are able to do this. And also, how is Rami, the character, able to make every wrong decision? Like, always, always and forever, every, what's the wrong decision? Rami, the character, is going to make that decision. <laughs> 
I, I kind of got into it, not a, not a fight, obviously, but with a friend the other day where I was like, Rami, like, kind of sucks, bro. And they were yeah. like, really? And I was like, yeah, he's like, not a great dude. And they're yeah. like, I don't know. And I was like, no, no. I think that's like part of the major point of Rami. Yeah, is that he's not a great dude. I think the show agrees with you that Rami kind. Of, that's kind of the point is that he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of effing sucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about that. That's what we're into. Also, I have a show with Sal from Comic Pop where uh, called Spider Versity, where we talk about everything Spider Man and dropping. If you watched it live, you could have already seen it. But if you're listening to the podcast version, we've got episodes dropping on Morbius. That was fun. Um, so check all that out. Gosh dang it. But uh, this week in the main episode, we were talking about Werewolf by Night. So excited to get into that. Before we do that, some news. Uh, this week we got the trailer for Super Mario Brothers, the movie. And Roxy, let's start with you here. For those that don't know at home, of course, this is the CG animated movie from Illuminations who gave us the minions and has Chris Pratt voicing Mario, Jack Black versing uh, Bowser, and a bunch of other people. Roxy, uh, being the gamer of the two of us, yeah, yes. Um, what did you think of this trailer, DJ? It's hard for me to say anything negative about it because I'm a woman in my 30s. Um, <laughs> sorry, take away the woman part. I'm in my 30s. Yeah. And so, like, to sit here and just, like, rip upon a uh, Super Mario Bros. movie, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know? How, um, however, nothing about this trailer was, like, particularly... I think Jack Black sounded good, but there's not much about this that was, like, particularly enticing to me. And I did find it hysterical that Chris Pratt is just speaking in Chris Pratt. Yes. I was like, oh, interesting. That Like, clearly that was a, not just a Chris Pratt. That was a director choice. Mm-hmm. You know, like, p- people were like, why would Chris Pratt do that? I don't think that that's a fair assessment. I yeah. feel like he was hired to do that because otherwise, you, you know. I, I, I hate to burst anybody's bubble at home, but you don't hire Chris Pratt to like be somebody other than Chris Pratt. (laughs) Right. Totally. Totally. There's like a few people like that in Hollywood um, where it's like, you're getting, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Um, Loki, the rock is kind of one of them, you know? So it doesn't doesn't always, I think there's an argument made that most like movie stars, that's what you're hiring to do. Like you can, you hire a Daniel day Lewis to to vanish into a role. That's not what happens when you're hiring Chris Pratt, Dwayne right. Johnson. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> right. So it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. It just is a thing. And so I did think that that was funny when he's just, I'm like, oh, that's Chris Pratt as Mario. That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, but no, this, this didn't, it didn't look awful to me. It didn't ruin my childhood. But I also was like, this story is not compelled. It's fine. Yeah. How'd you feel? Similarly, you know, I um, uh, I kind of expected, I like a lot of people was like, fucking Chris Pratt, are you fucking kidding me? Um, but watching the trailer, it looks well animated. It looks beautiful. Um, it definitely, we get an opening sequence with Bowser attacking uh, a kingdom of penguins, and I associate the penguins with Mario Kart. They might be in other Mario games as well. Sorry, I grew up as a Sonic kid playing Sega Genesis and stuff, so I'm not as as versed on the Mario stuff as as other things. Um, and in that sequence, it was like, oh, this is for kids, which is fine. That's not like a dig. It's like this. Of course, this is a kids movie. What was I thinking? I think us thirty year olds 
are assuming everything is geared to us now. And while, yes, they, they expect us to spend our monies to go see it, this is a kid's movie. Um, right. And I just didn't feel, even, even Chris Pratt, who I think is miscast as Mario, wasn't like, granted, we don't hear a lot of them here. I wasn't like offended. I was like, oh, okay. Sure. I don't have feelings on this. <laughs> totally. It was like less offensive than Chris Pratt doing a used to me, you know, mm-hmm. like, there was like, a little bit. I don't know if you caught it. Nobody seems to be talking about it. But his last line, like, let's go to the Magic Kingdom. He puts a little bit of that. It felt like he put a little bit of that Mario in there. And I'm like, ooh, don't do that. Nobody. Nobody's going to like that. Everybody's going to be mad about that. <laughs> but I kind of felt like that was why he was not that I need to, like, ride or die stand up for Chris Pratt. No. But- I do feel like he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, because mm-hmm. the most of the people online were like, he's not even trying to be Mario. And it's no. like, well, what does trying to be Mario sound like mm-hmm. to you? And is that like, something you, you want to hear Chris Pratt try to be Mario? Does that sound appealing to you? <laughs> because if they really wanted that, it's a me, Mario oh. voice, they should have hired somebody yes. who sounds more like that. Like, that's what they should have done. Otherwise, I think you're putting Chris Pratt in a very... Uh, in a pickle. Yeah. And and in their defense, again, don't think Chris Pratt is the right person. I don't I, – I like – I need to pull – I don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. The guy that does the Mario voice. He also does Luigi and Wario. It's great for those games. He doesn't have – they're little quips. Like you said, it's it's a me, Mario. He doesn't have, like, lines. I actually don't think that would work for a whole movie. Right. Um, although he is a voice actor and he's acted in other things, he could probably tweak it to where it's like, oh, this is a character. You know what I mean? But, right, right, but, right. um, I will say it was weird. So we hear Jack Black as Bowser. We hear Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I liked him too. I like them too, but it is weird how the movie almost went out of their way to make them sound like the video game versions to where it doesn't really sound like Jack Black or it doesn't really sound like Keegan-Michael Key. And so it's like, then why hire, just hire the... Just hire a voice actor. Why are you hiring these guys if they're not going to sound like those guys? And then also, um, I saw at the end, it's like named every single yes. celebrity that's ever existed. And I was like, is Anya Taylor-Joy Peach? Yes. Oh, did we not see her or hear her? No. Although okay. that is the one. I remember when it first dropped, I'm like, yeah, that, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> well, if we were doing a live action, mm-hmm. I would cast her as Peach. Yes. She literally looks like Peach. Yes, she does. Yeah, like she's got those big doe eyes mm-hmm. and that blonde. Like she looks like she could be like like Peach was designed after her. Yes, one hundred percent. And flip that on its head because I'm pretty sure Peach has been around a long around longer. However, yes, one was designed after the other. Who's mm-hmm. to say Anya Joy is not a blue reptilian designed to look like Peach? Uh, not us. We can't confirm nor deny that. Like keep being warned not to say blue reptilian too loud. Wait, why? What's the why? Because they'll come out and they'll come get you. It's like saying Candyman. Yeah, it's blue reptilian people. Oh, cool! What a cool yeah, world yeah. we live in. I'll come for you. Oh, Every cool. time I do it, um, my co-host of the world girls, Dustin Bra, is like, "Shh." I'm like, "Why? Okay. Why blue?" The, who's to say why they have their blue? I feel like. I don't know. I don't know what what um, conspiracy theory hole that comes from, but it does sound like when um, what is it? Globalists? When when like somebody like Alex Jones is like globalist, it's like you mean Jewish person, and, yes. you, need to, and you need to stop. You need to stop, man. <laughs> you need to fucking. I, so it's like why blue? Because you say blue. I we just were talking about Rami the patient. I think of the Israeli flag. I'm like why? Why are the conspiracy saying people saying blue? Why is it blue? blue? Totally, <laughs> totally. I think that probably because blue reptilian, blue reptilian, 
<laughs> are like alien species, right? So sure. <laughs> um, I'm thinking that maybe on their planet, mm-hmm. um, you know how here camo is like mostly greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a lot of green. Like maybe on their planet, it's all fucking water. Yeah. And well, I guess then. Wow, this is crazy to think about, DJ. Yeah. Does water not look blue on other planets because the sky doesn't look blue? I, I think it depends. Wait, I thought the the urban legend at least is that the sky is blue because of the ocean, which doesn't entirely track. For I don't think I don't know. Listen, now you're you're out of my prey, right? All I will Wait, say the is the sky is blue because of the ocean. I thought the ocean was blue because of the sky. This is not so a, it, it, for, for those that don't know. Ocean... This is not a science podcast. Clearly. <laughs> DJ, when I put a cup of the ocean in a clear glass, it looks clear. Good point. DJ, the truth is, mm-hmm. I am a warlock. Yeah, oh, there it is. There's and the what secret. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah, there, there it is. So, uh, Mario Brothers movie. Who are we kidding? We're all going to see it. I, I tweeted. I tweeted this, and I'll just say it here. Like I said, I'm a Sonic fan, and for all those Mario fans out there, they're angry. If I can survive what they're doing with Sonic over in those Sonic movies. You Mario fans will be fine. It's going to work out fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. I liked the first Sonic. I didn't see the second one. You know, listen, they're fine. And I gave them this advice too. Just just hope that you'll get casting as good as Idris Elba's Knuckles. And then write out the rest. You know what I mean? That's how I got through Sonic 2. Every time Idris Elba was up there as Knuckles, I'm like, this is okay. Everything. I had, for some reason, Sonic went to a destination wedding. Why? I don't need to get into it. Knuckles is perfect. I'm going to move on with everything else. <laughs> I'm like kind of incapable of having somebody say Idris Elba and having me not say he's so hot. Yeah, like something's wrong with me. It feels like a trigger. Well, it's it's like when in Sonic Two, he's 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 voice acting Knuckles, but when you hear that voice, I'm like, man, do I have a thing for Knuckles? What's going on totally. right now? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, so so that's the Mario movie. B- before we get on to Werewolf by Night and more news, let's go on a quick ad break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. And listen, if you're not watching live, which you can do on patreon.com slash only stupid answers, you missed a conversation about who is the best and or worst Chris. Um, leave your comments down below. Um, we actually have some of my favorite conversations during our like the mini breaks that the people are missing if they're not watching live. It's candid. It's the behind the scenes. It's behind the curtain. You get to hear our yeah. real opinions about the Chris's. Um, it's wait it's chris pine chris evans chris pratt chris hemsworth Hemsworth. yeah hemsworth has the best body i think is easy to say (laughs) but the worst chris and nobody says this anymore because his name's not to be mentioned but it's chris d'elia like give it to come on yeah but he's not one of the he never made it into the chris pantheon i just feel like i I do agree with the sentiment trying to make something that we can all agree on i do agree with the sentiment i do and like what happened with christian bale is it's just not doesn't count because he doesn't go by chris yeah Hmm. Yeah. there's an amazing article this week from christian bale just talking about how any role he's ever gotten is because leonardo dicaprio turned down the role yeah i appreciated it because it's like 
I know you're joking, but there's probably a lot more truth to that than lie. <laughs> so much truth. Yeah. So much truth. Um, I just thought about him in Amsterdam and the Jewish a- Jewish accent he put on for that role, and I tried to think of like Leo doing that. It's like, well, it's probably smart that he turned. If Leo did turn down that role, it was probably the right decision. <laughs> I'm really curious when we talk about the patient, which got real Jewish this past week yes. too. I'm like, interesting that's for what we're into also on patreon 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 um before we get into werewolf by night uh roxy you brought this up this was uh, some discussion last week um the try guys <laughs> are internet people that try things um my favorite internet people that try things are the world girls but apparently other people are into the try guys um and one of them Okay, I'm going to step into this as if I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you what stoked. I think. I'm what, stoked for your explanation. My understanding yeah. is one of them put put off big wife guy energy into the point of like a lot, large part of his content is based on that. Um, and then we found out, oh, shocker, he's, uh, he cheated with a younger employee. <laughs> um, and so that kind of like created a meltdown in community. And I believe this week they put out a video. The guys put out a video that like, hey, he's not part of the the industry anymore and i was one of the people and and i i tweeted about it and then i found out uh seth rogan did the tweet uh, like hours before mine and then i felt dumb um i saw that you guys tweet i saw both your tweets back to back and i was like this is hysterical two of my favorite people on the internet well what's interesting to me and i don't know if you have thoughts on this it felt like and this is anecdotal i have no this is just how it felt it felt like and maybe this is part of the backlash to to um this person that cheated it felt like more women were respond like they knew who the try guys were they were watching their content it was mostly dudes that were like who are the try guys like i'm not part of that and i don't know what that means it's just something i noticed right totally um being genuine right now dj like can you name a try guy no okay (laughs) i can't even name the guy that cheated yeah no um okay so, yes, um, bullet notes here, four Try Guys, they've been at it forever. They came over from BuzzFeed. Yeah. They were a big inspiration for us starting the World Girls. Um, I've been a Try Guys fan for a long, long time. Yeah. They When they left BuzzFeed, they decided Try Guys 2.0, they were going to bring it to them, uh, their own platform. They were going to make it work. They have millions of subscribers they do exactly what you said. They try different things. They each have distinct personality types. Yep. Um, and Ned's is wife guy, family dude. <laughs> like my wife and kids, my wife and kids. Almost every sentence starts with like, well, my wife and ki- my wife, my wife. Cool. The other thing to know about the Try Guys is that their wives um, or their significant others come onto the videos, work, do stuff on the podcasts. Like there's episodes with them all the time. So people who watch the Try Guys – know they know um ariel his wife and they also know alex the person that he cheated with so these are people (laughs) their faces to these names have been for a long time um what's weird about this is that it it started they found out about it weeks ago because people saw ned cheating on his wife out and about and just started like social mediaing them and being like, do you guys know about this? And apparently they didn't. Um, did you watch the video of Zach, Keith, and Eugene 
kicking Ned out of the drive yard, guys. No, but I did see the stills people grabbed, and oh, it's like, so, and, and there was each one of them was throwing out very specific energy. <laughs> so, and so if you saw the stills, you've seen the video. So yeah, okay. eventually, they came around. Eugene um, is most a lot of people's favorite try guy. Yeah. He's this Asian queer icon who's yeah. just like. So he was the great. one I think on the stills was on the left and he was he was yeah. not having whatever was going on he was not having it so his best friend is ned's wife whoops and so he was like he, he's serving looks to kill yeah like i will fucking eat you and your firstborn child like i will fucking bury you bitch yeah he and in the video he is stumble mcgee mm-hmm. like either he's trying to read off prompter or not but he's looking away being like so essentially what happened was yeah. he's like pissed. Yeah. Like, cut your mic, take a breather. Um Zach in the middle is crying. Mm-hmm. You guys don't understand. We lost a friend. Yeah. We lost our friend. Um and Keith always tries to keep it pushing and is like, um, Okay, so really, we let him go, mm-hmm. and it's a hard time for everybody. Please don't destroy women on the internet, mm-hmm. like whatever. Um, but it was interesting because there was such a clear divide in the internet of people who knew the Try Guys and people who didn't, because they are so internet famous. Yeah, like that's their zone, um, and they got that way by being like wholly and fully themselves, open and honest which is super different than when somebody gets that way by being an actor or a musician, like their craft is being themselves. Yeah. And I think that that's why they just got so much fucking backlash on this. Yeah. Yeah. And when I think that I I heard some people explaining that it's, it's um, more than what it might seem to somebody like me on the surface, because, uh, because what it wasn't just one of them cheating. It's also part of, it also betrays part of the brand, but it was also an employee and that makes it that, you know what I mean? That, it invites a whole other set of issues. Uh, and I guess they've got a Food Network show that they were working on. Yeah, um, which promptly got pushed to Friday mornings. Ooh! Ah! Which is why I think Eugene's face is like that. Like, yeah. fuck you, my money. Yep. Like, yep. Don't fuck I would the be money. pissed. I mean, they've been waiting so long for this. They have a TV deal right now. And yeah. then, like, for this to happen. I, I do think, though, DJ, part of it is more than what people could understand who don't watch. But also part of it's not. Like... You get it. He cheated on his wife and he lost his job for it. That's yeah. what that is what happened. Yeah. And so that's tricky too because both he and Alex claim that it was a consensual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's in their contract if that's allowed or not. Yeah. But that it's also like Alex is still working there. Mm-hmm. Um, from our understanding. If I were her, I couldn't run quickly enough. Holy shit. Yeah. That seems like a fucking nightmare situation. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, the whole thing is just like, but we are seeing it more and more often. Do you know the Celtics drama with Ime Adoka? You know I don't. That, I, I really appreciate you pretending like I might know, but you know I don't. <laughs> super, super happy to share. Ime Adoka, who was the coach of the Celtics, um, he recently just got suspended for one year which essentially means he has to quit because you don't get paid for a year so as a coach you need to leave yeah. Doka was like stand-up dude everybody really respected him like just this an excellent coach yeah. amazing coach brought the celtics last year um to the championship like he's just a baller we loved him and he was hand selected by two players on the celtics to come coach them yeah. uh, it found we they found out 
right before, like three days before the season was supposed to start, essentially, it was came out that he was cheating on his wife or his, um, I think, 10-year-long girlfriend who he has a kid with, mm-hmm. with somebody in the Celtics administration. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that maybe it was like two people, three people, whatever. And <laughs> he lost his job for it. And um, all of that happened the same week that it came out that Adam Levine was cheating on his wife um, with the girl. Did you see this video? Well, I, I knew about the I, I saw the memes going around of him of what uh, in her. He was a reply guy. Basically, he was up in her, up in her DMs or whatever. She was cheating on his wife with a girl and then asked this girl if they could name his wife is pregnant, if they could name the child after the girl he was cheating on her with. So all three of these stories broke within like a week of each other. Yeah. Ime Adoka lost his job because of it. Um, Ned Fulmer lost his job because of it. That's the try guy. Yeah. Adam Levine obviously suffers zero consequences. And it is, because you can't really fire a music. What is that even like? Are Maroon Five going to be like the one guy you know from our band? We're kicking him out. <laughs> totally. It just is. It, it, it kind of like gave different portions to see like who loses their job and is it because both Ned and Ime were fucking around with people in their organizations and can there really be consent when somebody works for you? Yes. You know, um, it's just I think tricky. Tricky, tricky situations. I think it probably makes it easier if they're in their organization to do something. And I would also, I would also hope that industries would look at this and make that a thing in contracts. Like, listen, you can't fuck an employee. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's like quote unquote consensual. You can't. If you do, we're kicking you out. Just, just to make everybody's life easier. Like this is just. We're not even leaving that option on the table. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. So wait, so as a Try Guy fan, how do you feel yeah. about the Try Guys right now? Um, I think they handled it as best as they could. I think that there is a plethora of information that they are not telling us, which they as much said so in their video. Legally, we can't tell you guys everything. Yeah. I feel as if this was not the first or only affair that Ned was having. Great. I think that they probably discovered a lot more information. As we see on Reddit, a lot of users throughout the years have said, I just saw Ned at a bar, like, actively trying to hook up with this girl i mean for a long time yeah and so i think that i think also like likely there was some clause in his contract they got rid of him so quickly Mm -hmm. that there must be something that they can point to legally that they were able to do that for because they hired a ton of lawyers pr hr all that to go through things if you're able to get rid of him obviously you guys had some kind of morality clause or something and I think additionally, there was probably more things going down, like in terms of consent or non-consent mm. with her being like, if you watch videos of Alex, when she first got the job with them, she's like a diehard super fan. Of course she is. <laughs> um, and that's like such a sticky situation, yes. you know? Yeah, I had a guy this week message me on a dating app that he was a fan of TV fights. And that was like a no fly zone for me because yes. it was, it's just like. I don't know how to start something on equal footing with somebody who's identifying themselves as a fan of mine. One thousand percent. You hope you hope that you end up with somebody who likes your shit. Mm-hmm. Like you hope that they meet you and then they start to know your art and then they like it. Um, and that's not me saying that nobody should. There's no situation which anybody could ever date a fit. Like I'm so not saying that. Just for me, I feel uncomfortable at this phase in my life where I'm not that well known. 
with like the handful of people that do know me and and identify as fans of mine yeah. being like, great, let's send, you know. And so I think that for the Ned situation, like he knew she was a diehard fan of his. So consent is such a tricky word there. Yes. Mm. Uh, well, God bless the rest of them. Uh, I hope things work out for the rest of them. Um, Me too. I would be fucking pissed. Yeah, I would be. I get. I, I'm under. I don't understand um, Zach like crying as much that like we lost our friend. I understand Eugene. I think he's sitting there thinking like that is X amount of millions of dollars. Yes, like that's what you just did to me. Yeah, fuck you. I could fuck put, you because you couldn't keep your dick in your pants, dog. Come like, on, man. fuck you. And also, uh, no, I was gonna make I, whatever. I, I, I personally, I'll say it this way: I personally am always a little suspicious with like wife guy energy. I was like, well, come oh, on. Yeah. It's like when somebody gets like a tattoo of their of of the, the name of the you know their significant other. It's like I feel like you would just put a countdown clock on your and that's that 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 specific idea is superstitious, but it's just one of those. It's just too much. Relationships are can be this really fragile thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I so know what you mean, and I swear to you, anytime I am out, uh, like, in public, uh, either work event or bar or whatever, and a guy will not stop talking about his wife, the second I leave the conversation, I can count to 20 mm-hmm. before I have a DM from them. Yeah. Like, it's, like, unbelievable how often th- – there's nothing wrong with being mentioning your wife quickly to let somebody know. That's what you should do. Be like, oh, well, my wife thinks blah, 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 blah. But guys who literally mm-hmm. identify as, like, I'm a family guy. I yeah. got to get home to my, my wife, my wife, my wife. My wife think my wife would feel, oh, my God, my wife would love you. My wife. It's like I literally walk away from those conversations. I could go three, two, one. Ping. Like in the DMs, and it's like something's wrong here. That like, I wonder what that. Oh, it's like a reverse psychology thing. I don't know. Um, Well, good luck, try guys. The and now and now it's the try guy. There's three of them. Honestly, it's a it's a branding boon. (laughs) They did them a favor. Totally, totally. I think that they're gonna be better off. This was my least favorite try guy. Good, get rid Um, of them. Get them out of there. So I'm feeling fine about it, and also. I think that they're handling it well. I think their fans are happy with it. They're rallying around them. I want to see them succeed. I'm super grateful for them because like them, Jackass, there were so many inspirations for the World Girls. And I just think like all's well that ends well. Not for his fucking family. I feel so bad for his wife. But like they found out they handle, they're doing their best to handle it. Let them move forward. Yeah. God bless. Well, listen, now it's time to talk about Werewolf by Night after these ads. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, everybody, we are back, and I'm so excited to talk to Roxy and everybody at home about Werewolf by Night, uh, directed by this is the the basically like an hour Halloween special on Disney Plus right now. It was directed by Michael Giacchino, who you probably know from his scores. Uh, he's scored like every every other Marvel movie, like choose any random Marvel movie. There's a 50-50 chance he scored it. Uh, it stars uh, Gail Garcia Bernal as everybody's favorite Marvel character, Jack Russell, a.k.a. Werewolf by Night. Uh, Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. And Harriet Sansom Harris as Virus, who's kind of the antagonist of this. Got you so good. Roxy, yeah. oh my God. Ame- within within seconds of watching this, we, we get the marvel special production and then like the old school title cards come up and i'm like oh i think i'm gonna really like this and it felt like every decision i knew i was in safe hands when they wheel out spoilers for werewolf by night everybody if you haven't seen it stop listening go watch it on disney plus do yourself a favor when they wheeled out I can't remember his name, but the Elder Bloodstone, the Elsa's dad, who's the guy. Everybody's trying to get his Bloodstone, nah. and it opens up, and he's like this animatronic crypt keeper motherfucker. I'm like, yes, yeah, I, this energy is my energy. Thank you, Michael Giacchino, for making this happen, and Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron, who wrote this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so I'm over the moon with a special. Roxy, what did you think? <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really good. Honestly, um, it did start a little slow for me, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I think this is for like people who are obsessed with horror and it's interesting. And then wh- when we were in what I'm calling like the rat race of yes. it all, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh. Yeah. And then by the end, um, did you say spoilers or no spoilers? Spoilers. We're go- I'm not even going to yeah. bother not doing spoilers. It's out there. Go watch it. We're spoiling by it. The, like one, when we're in the cage, Mm-hmm. And like we are trying to communicate with each other, like smelling. Yes. And whatever. I I just thought that this it it built the whole time. Like yes. it never stopped building, and I loved that. Like instead of that, like um, peak level out, yeah, fall down, whatever. It just it was a a build, yeah. Um, because it was really an episode of television because it's fifty two minutes, mm-hmm. but it was like a completed episode of television. I was super into this. I was shocked how into this I was. The acting really like made it for me because I was like, oh, this could have gotten so campy and like um, over the top. But you cast really fucking talented people who grounded it in a way that I was like, uh, oh, my God, I don't know um, Laura Donnelly. She's in. There was another show that came out at the same time. That Never show, that, yes. that Joss Whedon show that was coming out right as his whole thing was exploding. <laughs> and I never watched Outlander, and she's in that okay. too. Um, but she is so fucking good. Yes. She's so fucking good. She um she kind of reminded me of uh of um Eva Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where it's just like that eerie, but like she's Got good guy energy while not being soft at all. Yeah. I, I just really, really liked her. I loved her performance. Um, I loved everybody's performance in this. But just overall, I was like, oh, what a great new spooky season. Easy to add to your yearly spooky season rotation mini movie. Yep. Yeah, they just they nailed this one and the black and white really worked. Um, I'm a massive Wizard of Oz fan. It's one of my five favorite movies of all time. So 
when we get to the that musical cue at the end mm-hmm. and then we're in color and I was like, I feel like I could cry right now. Mm-hmm. Like what an homage and what a just beautiful, random, not random because it totally worked, but like, uh, yeah, way to bookend this. It's just, I was stoked on this. Yeah, it's just a, such a cool, I, I think to key off one of your points, um, I, I think Michael Giacchino, I was actually very impressed because whenever whenever I hear, because I'm a cynical jerk, whenever I hear like somebody that's good at this one thing is now going to do this other thing and it's like, well, uh, you know what I mean? I, it's always <laughs> such risky business. I know that you and I ended up, end up obsessed with Ben Stiller as a director, but yeah. like when that started with Escape at Dynamore, I'm just like... Mm-hmm. let's see or like you're going to tv and you're dri- okay let's yeah. see how this goes big guy tough and, guy <laughs> and then you get a severance and it's like one of those like and i don't know this is this with this werewolf by night is such a specific energy i don't know that it tells me a lot about what giuccino would be as a director except this that is his first movie right i like believe I- so that is my understanding Except that he, what he did here, I think, was really excellent. I think uh, everything about it was really good. But I, going to your original point, I think the performances, especially since um, Elsa and Jack Russell are such obscure characters. I'm a big fan of – I haven't read a lot of comics with Elsa Bloodstone, but whenever she shows up, it's always really cool. And so the second Laura Donnelly showed up as Elsa, I'm like, yeah. like This is, this is what it's like reading Elsa in a comic, this energy, this kind of like – like what you're talking about, like she's badass, but she's vulnerable enough to be human, to be relatable. It's not like, I'm sorry, I don't, but like Rings of Power, Galadriel and Rings of Power is just like, I'm good at everything. And I'm also, I'm condescending to everybody. It's like, well, this character kind of sucks. Like, I don't really, I can't relate to this person. Uh, you don't have that with Elsa. Also, <sighs> Jack Russell, I feel like is one of those characters in the comics that he shows up so infrequently that it might as well be a different character every time he shows up. Everybody comes up with a new take or he's not, there's nothing to hold on to there. The casting of Gail Garcia Bernal, I feel like he really brought what I would distinguish as Benicio del Toro energy. And what I mean by that is the ability to look at something on the page and find a unique way of coming at it that makes it really compelling. Like there's this moment, I think my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the special is when they're both in the crypt. Cause it's the first time our two main characters get to like interact and he goes to sit down and he does this thing. Instead of just sitting down, he like looks and like spins around and then like sits down. And it's this yeah. moment that could be read if it was done by a different actor as like just being quirky for quirky sake. But the way he does it, it's like it feels real and genuine, but it's also interesting and kind of kind of unique. And then the bit where they're locked in the cage. I love the moment where he's like, oh, no, we're good. The full moon's like five days away and I have a routine and I know I'm this thing, but that doesn't define me. And she's like, no, man, you don't get it. They're going to make you a werewolf and the panic that sets in. And when he sniffs her, it is funny because he's sniffing her but the way he plays it it's not a joke it's like no i need to be able to recognize you when i become a werewolf it took me a second when he's like on her and i'm like is is this like a last ditch effort to like hook up before he dies <laughs> yeah. like what's happening and then he's like don't break eye contact i was like oh yeah. sick like yeah really really good yeah it's not Damn. a joke when i become aware like when he tells yeah. them who ends up being the villain when he's like 
Please, I'm not saying please don't do this for me. I'm saying this for you. Please don't do this. <laughs> I actually thought that was really smart too because the assumption as an audience member, at least for me, DJ, maybe you saw past this, when he does that is that when he turns, there's going to be an ultimate showdown between him and Elsa mm -hmm. um, of him trying not to eat her stuck in this cage. Yeah. And almost immediately... <laughs> The top of the cage is blown off and what we thought we were just about to have to face is not even close to what we're about to face, yep. um, which I thought was a much smarter choice because the whole time I'm hoping uh, bitch witch gets her fucking arm eaten off yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he pulls her in and then and then they're shooting, shooting, shooting and they're their own demise and he breaks out of the cage and it's just like, oh, this is way more fun. Yep. Also, like, great. God bless them that they didn't make him CG. It's like, nope, old school werewolf makeup. <laughs> I thought it looked really good. I, yeah. It's I like, black and white, so I think that that gives them a lot of like um, wiggle room, but yeah. it was great. We talked, whenever the trailer dropped, we talked about like, why black and white? Is it is it because of violence? I honestly do think, I think there's a lot of creative decisions. I think they executed well, like you said, the transition to color and, and when they decided to do that. But watching the action scenes, it's like part of the, 100% part of the conversation to do black and white was to get away with more violence because... It's not like it's it, it's shocking because it's a Marvel thing. It's not like the most shockingly yeah. violent. I, I watched the new Hellraiser this week. It's not the most shockingly violent thing I've seen this week. But for a Marvel thing, it's like, goddamn. <laughs> Do you think that there is room for a second episode of this or whatever we want to a sequel to this next year or the year after or do you like that this was a one-off spin-off or do you think that they could focus on like what what are you hoping that we see or do you just want and done uh, it's tough because it's kind of i kind of want to answer your question yes like on the one hand i'm glad this is a one-off but i want more i want i'm kind of bummed we actually have a question here from mike joyce um that, that parallels this with Marvel branching out into horror with Werewolf by Night. What other horror movies and uh, TV would you like to see in the MCU? In some ways, I'm kind of bummed that Marvel got here first because I think DC has more characters that would benefit from this specific type of thing. You know what I mean? Like this this genre of like mm -hmm. old school horror throwback. Um, so true. So true. I feel like Marvel, like they like you you really can't do this with Ghost. You actually you could if you if you pushed it forward to like less of a 30s and 40s old school universal monster throwback and more to it like an 80s grindhouse type horror would fit Ghost Rider. But don't we already have Ghost Rider like twice over and they're not going to be able to do like a little standalone? Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. It's like as far as characters you could do this with, this was it. Like Werewolf by Night, Man-Thing, and uh, and Elsa Bloodstone. I will say that I, I would like this to be a yearly thing. I would specifically like more of these characters. I I, I like Elsa from the comics. I do not care about Werewolf by Now, except now now I do. Now it's like, right. yes, more of this, please. What about you? Do you want do you want it to be like a yearly thing? Would you want a movie, a show? I feel really conflicted because I feel like Hollywood's motto is if it works once, do it one million times. Yeah. Um, and so this worked once, so I feel like they're gonna do it one million times. So I don't want to eat my words after time nine hundred and eighty and be like, <laughs> why do they keep doing this? Yeah. But it did feel like there was so much room, especially when we're on um in the color moment at the end. I was just like, ooh, the adventures of yes. I, like, you know, and I I would definitely fucks with that. Um, so Part of me wants to see more of that, but part of me also is just like, that's to make you guys more money and it would work 
um, this was good enough. This was great. Yeah. So maybe this period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I feel the same way. It's like I don't don't do it so much that I hate it, but but like I do want more. What about this? What if this is how they did it? What if every year, every couple of years, whenever they can do one of these? Now that we've established uh, Jack Elson Man Thing, Ted. Um, what if it was okay? Ted is the greatest. I was like Ted. I okay. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not is is um read up on man thing as i am a character like swamp thing so i don't know if there's like a man thing purist out there that should be like he should be scarier because that is the one thing i know about man thing is uh normally when he shows up it's it's pretty fucking scary um this though i thought the characterization of him was perfect i love establishing him as friends with jack the fact that jack is there to save him um i I was at first when they're like because i'm not as read up on man thing when he's like, his name's Ted, I'm like, Ted, I don't normally like it when they do jokes like that. But then I looked it up. It's like, oh, before he was man thing, he was Ted. That's actually Ted, yeah. a deep pull. I'm like, you get a, you get a pass. I'm all for it. Because especially it matters later because she, Elsa calls werewolf Jack. And that, so it's actually an important plot point that she knows, like, these are people. <laughs> yeah. I also think that it's super, the premise of this is that like things that might seem scary aren't necessarily scary. Yeah. And so I also am not a man thing purist. I don't (laughs) know, but I think that that goes very much in the theme of like terrifying to most, but if you actually peel the onion a little, yeah, not terrifying, Mm -hmm. like take a second, take a moment, take a breather. Yeah. Um, And so that worked for me, but yeah, I, I think what you're getting at right now is every couple of years, or every little bit if we did one of these. And then maybe sneak in. So now it's like Werewolf by Night and Blade. Like this year, Blade's part of the special. Next year, Ghost Rider. Next year, Doctor Strange. And specifically as Halloween specials every year. I would love yeah. that. And I think that would be great. And I think that if they keep it at under an hour, it would be so fun. I feel like what we're going to end up with is in four years from now, we're going to have three and a half hour or like part one, part two, part three. And it's like, just do a one-off. Yeah. Every, every year, every other year, whatever it is. So fun. Yep. Yeah. Keep it fun. Keep it light. And, and I and I do think it, it's tough to think about other characters that might benefit the, from this as opposed to like a show or or a movie. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and they mentioned like it would have been interesting if that's how they did Shang-Chi where it's like a instead of a movie, which there's merits to the movie existing for a variety of reasons that I hopefully don't need to get into. But uh, um, as far as like representation and everything. But like if Shang-Chi had been like a 50 minute thing that's more explicitly like we're homaging Kung Fu movies, not, not parodying them, but like evoking that spirit. It's like, God, that actually could have been really cool too. Not saying it's better than the movie, but it could have been cool. Um, there might be other characters that benefit from that. To mm-hmm. Mike Joyce's question, are there other um, characters, uh, what other horror movie slash TV would you like to see in the MCU? I have no idea. Do you have strong thoughts on this? Uh, when I pulled the question, I did not. I was like, I was like, because oh, because like what you just said, it's like if it's DC, uh, Etrigan the Demon, uh, Constantine, Zatanna, Madame Zan, every Justice League Dark character, Swamp Thing. I can rattle off Frankenstein. They actually have a Frankenstein. I can rattle off like a dozen characters that would benefit from this. Marvel, it's like, oh, that's oh, that's kind of it as far as I know. Uh, you could have, if you had access to it, Morbius actually would have been. It, this would this would be the way to do Morbius. Um, that would be that would be very cool, actually, if they were had been able to do that. As opposed that to what we be, got, yeah. yeah but that would have been great. 
I will say this, and I and I and people, I am kind of joking, but I actually do think there's merit of this because, uh, the, the because of the trickiness in our current climate with the character, there is a run, a Punisher run, by Rick Remender, where Punisher is killed. And some mad scientist takes he's he's like shredded to ribbons by an evil Wolverine, and a mad scientist takes his parts, stitches them back together, and there was a whole run called Franken Castle, where Punisher Whoa. is a Frankenstein helping monsters like Werewolf by Night and Man Thing, and it's like yeah, get John Pernthal back for like a fifty minute Franken Castle special. Every everybody but DJ is going to be mad about it, but it, I I think it could be cool. I like I like that run a lot, um, and I. And it's tr- doing Punisher in 2022 is, is a tricky proposition, and so maybe I don't know. That's that is my suggestion. <laughs> maybe this is the only way I would have liked a Doctor Strange situation. <laughs> I mean, I I hear what you're saying. Like I I I obviously I Sal was making fun of me uh uh this week when we were filming Mars. Obviously, I love Doctor Strange too. I love it. Uh. I don't disagree that this is kind of the way. Honestly, I feel like a lot of a lot of characters would benefit from like shorter, shorter, tighter run times. I think that part of that's part of She-Hulk's strength is knowing, no, we're a twenty to thirty minute episode show. That's what that's what we're doing. It's like, yeah, good, good decision. <laughs> Do you think it would be cool if they did this? Like the reason it worked for me is because they did it with anti-hero slash heroes. Like, I wonder if this would have worked if they did. Obviously, um, we've now brought daredevil back and we're doing a whole thing so it doesn't make sense with, with where he is but like with like a kill grave or a, some kind of villainous mini does that make you, you honestly, get my question that's such a great honestly listen i'm excited for the thunderbolts movie um and i like the characters in it part of me is bummed that it's not more of the characters from the thunderbolts comic that, that are like c-list villains that try to be heroes little 50 minute specials of those characters to be like hey here's who this is here's who this is here's who this is thunderbolts like and because like to your point they're all villains essentially that would be cool that would be again i think what sony is doing with like craven the hunter and stuff is misguided little 15 50 minute specials for those characters might that might work a whole movie i think is asking too much little 50 minute specials especially if you're able to because it's not just Werewolf by Night in this. It's also Elsa and Man thing. Like, right. I think Howard the Duck is a character that would benefit from this. I think doing a movie or huh. show with him is not the right what call. Are, what is? What are we doing with Howard the Duck right now? What I forget that there's some th- announcement, right? I don't think anything. He was supposed to get. Um, they were doing those Hulu shows with like Modoc. Oh yeah. And the only one that made it through was Modoc, and I think Hit Monkey. I um, want to. Like, I don't even know how to look Howard the Duck news yeah is there are you doing anything with howard the duck um but yeah i actually think we just hit on our question for the week which would be what characters do you think would benefit from little 50 minute specials i mean shit they half of the c-listers they've introduced in she-hulk if they want listen, i was this, just thinking that yeah porcupine mr mortal honestly madison you want to do a madison 50 minute special i'm in i'm so i'm sold <laughs> totally totally who's the uh the shapeshifter oh the uh was it runa the, the light elf yes 1000 percent. honestly you would be so mischievous <laughs> you mentioned the netflix shows if this is how they want to do like listen we're not going to do a full heroes for hire season but a 50 minute heroes for hire special and we'll bring back mike coulter and uh finn jones fuck yeah i think 
that I that could be really fun. That would be really cool. Yeah, like listen, we can't book them. They're busy doing other things. We can't book them for like a whole season. But I actually, I wonder. We'll talk about this more and what we're into. I do wonder. When I was looking up Charlie Cox this week, he's got a whole nother BBC AMC show that like he's the lead on, and it's like I wonder if that's why they did eighteen Daredevil episodes. It's like we know out right now. I think so. It looks like it's airing airing right now. It's called Kin K I N. And I wonder if that's why they're like 18 episodes of Daredevil because we're going to have him for this window. And so let's just do a f- two seasons at once, basically. <laughs> yeah, let's use them while we got them for sure. Anyway, those are our thoughts uh, on Werewolf by Night. Please do yourself a favor and go check it out. I highly, highly recommend it. I don't know whether if you were ranking Marvel stuff, if you, it would be Marvel TV or Marvel movies. Whatever list that's on, it skyrocketed to the top for me. Check it out. Roxy, what should the kids be looking out for from you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I keep you posted there at the World Girls. Um, we have been putting out a lot of uh, social media stuff. So if you'd like to learn and you're into random trivia facts, especially this month, we're doing more spooky season stuff, mm, which is uh, very fun. Yeah. Do you, uh, this is one that we put out today. Uh, let me ask you this if you know the answer to this. Okay. Who was initially slated to play Sidney Prescott? Oh, I have no idea. Drew Barrymore. Nice. Isn't that cool? Nice. And then she called them and was like, wouldn't it be crazy if we did like a bait and switch and instead I'm the girl at the beginning? Which is so smart. It's so fucking smart. Yeah. It's such a, it was such a good decision. That was like a few weeks before production and then they went on like a mad search for uh, Nev Campbell. Neve, Nev, I never know. I think I it's, it. it's Nev. And also, okay. I also think that worked out for them as yeah, well. Yeah. Long, yeah. long term. Um, cool, cool, cool. Check all that out. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Thank got the vows from stupid. That is it for us next week, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.